So you may be wondering what the feast is that we're celebrating. I'm wearing white. We had the Gloria. We had an extra reading in the, in the Mass. And it's the feast of the dedication of the Lateran Basilica in Rome. That is the church's, uh, that's the Pope's ca- cathedral. That's where his cathedra is. Cathedra is a Latin word for chair. It's his seat of authority. So Bishop Vetter, his cathedral, his cathedra sits in the cathedral of St. Helena, right? Symbolizing his authority for the Diocese of Helena. The Bishop of Rome, his cathedral is not St. Peter's. It's the Lateran Basilica, St. John Lateran. And it was dedicated on this day in 324, so 1698 years ago. That's a long time, okay? So that's what we're celebrating, the dedication of St. John Lateran. Okay, fair enough. Cool, got it? We're celebrating a church building? No. And yes, but really no, okay? Because we're celebrating that so that we can talk about more important things. The church is so much more than a building, right? And it's so much more than an institution. What do we hear from St. Paul in the second reading that we had today? Brothers and sisters, you are God's building. You're his temple. What is the temple? It's the place where God dwells. So are we thankful that we have this temple All Saints Chapel, yes, because God literally dwells here in the Eucharist. If you wonder where God is on campus, come here or in Guad or in Trinity or in Boro and God is there in the Eucharist waiting for you. So what a great place. Like, you know, it's great to uh, to pray in your room. That's good. That's a very good practice. But even better, come see God himself in his house Come to see him where he dwells. All right, good. So we're thankful we have structures. But friends, way more important than any building is the temple of your heart where Jesus deeply desires to be present, where he wants to dwell, where he takes up his abode He wants to live in you, that you would be a living temple so that wherever you go, you're bringing him. That's both a great comfort for you and an amazing mission in the world. It's a comfort for you because wherever you go, Jesus wants to be with you. Whatever situation you face in life, You're not alone. Jesus chooses to dwell within you so that if things are good, praise him. He's with you. And then especially when things are hard, you're not by yourself. You're not cast out to try to figure this out on your own. But he's with you. Jesus makes that promise and he's trustworthy. He says to the apostles, the end of one of the Gospels, he said, Behold, I'm with you always until the end of the age. I'm with you always. So that's the hope. And that's a great comfort for us. It's also a great mission. Because wherever you go, you bring Jesus. And that's what the world needs most right now. 
promise you we have no other saviors in the world, in this country, than Jesus Christ. And so when we know, when we become a living temple and then we bring Jesus wherever we go, that's how the, the country, the world, individual hearts get saved. They encounter Jesus in you as you go to the grocery store, as you go into your classroom, into the locker room, down at the hack, at the stack. If we know who we are and we know who's within us and we know who we bring to the world, then everything changes. Because there are people at every one of those places I've mentioned, the classroom, the cafeteria, the hack, where people wonder if they're loved. And they wonder if God cares about them. They wonder if God even exists. And if we know who we are and we know who we bring, then they can experience God in and through us. It's quite amazing that he trusts us so much. Sometimes I wonder if he knew what he was doing when he decided to trust us so much. And he's like, no, I trust you. But here's the deal then, okay? Because it's a great gift to know Jesus is within me and it's a great responsibility to have to bring him or to have the opportunity to bring him to the world wherever I go. But that means then that the temple that he really cares most about, the temple of my heart, that has to be cleansed. And that's the gospel we have every November 9th on the dedication of the Lateran Basilica in Rome. John 2, Jesus. <laughs> this is Jesus, full of love. Right? Full of love. And love can manifest itself as anger. I told someone just recently, you push a four-year-old down in front of its mom, you're going to get anger from the mom. And you should. Because why would you, a college student, push a four-year-old down? Losers. Okay? Mom's going to get mad, and mom, that anger is going to be fueled by love. So that's the same thing going on here. When Jesus walks into the temple, it's his father's house, and he sees things that don't belong. And so he gets angry, and he makes a whip of cords, and he drives people and animals out. He sees the tables where the money is changed. And he flips them over. Because certain things don't belong in the temple of God. You think about your own heart as the temple. What doesn't belong there? What is it that needs to be driven out? I promise you Jesus wants to drive it out. Not because he's angry at you but because he's angry at things that don't belong in your heart and his love for you, his love for you is what makes him want to drive those things out so that you're free, so that your heart can be the radiant place it is meant to be, the fitting dwelling of God. What a thing it would be 
if we not just allowed Jesus to do that, but if we actually invited him to do that, how different would it be if you're aware of something in your heart that doesn't belong in the temple of God, which you are, whatever sin it might be, whatever broken attitude, what if instead of just waiting for Jesus, like maybe Jesus, you could fix this, what if you threw open the doors to the temple and said, Jesus, get in here with that whip and do that thing again. Cast it out. What if we cooperated with him? I want that thing gone too. Jesus, I can't do it by myself. I actually need you. You have to be the savior, but I want to help. So I'm opening wide the doors. And then Jesus comes in and he starts flipping things over and driving things out. And then he looks at you and he smiles and he says, hey, I got a little whip here too. You want to help? And then we actually get to cooperate with him. We have to do a little soul searching. And this is a good night to do it on this feast. Do you want those things cleaned out of your heart? Do I want those things cleaned out of my heart? We shouldn't answer so quickly. Because it's really easy to say that. Oh yeah, sure, I want that gone. Then do you though? Do you really want that thing gone? Because if you do, then Jesus will come. And he'll flip things over and he'll drive things out. I just think we don't. That we don't really want to have those things driven out because we're not sure what life would look like without those things. That's where we have to trust. And that's where we have to dig a little deeper. And tonight's a good night to dig a little deeper. Not to be satisfied with superficiality and mediocrity in the spiritual life. But to say, Jesus, you know what? Yeah, your love really does actually want to set things right in me. The question is, do I want your love to set things right in me? And where I can say yes, I say, Jesus, strengthen that desire so that I can actually cooperate with your grace and actually desire for you to drive the things in me that are keeping me from being fully alive to drive those things out. And where I say no to that and I say, I don't know if I want that, then I pray for the grace of conversion to actually change, to truly start to want what God wants for me. That's the great adventure of the Christian life. Is Jesus passionate about cleansing the temple? You're darn right he is. Zeal for your house will consume me is the scripture that's quoted. He is zealous for you. Zeal consumes him for you because he loves you that much. Maybe tonight we say yes to that love and we really mean it.